This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Random Movie Generator for another deep dive. Welcome, David. Apps. Welcome to you, sir. Welcome to me. Welcome to everyone involved. Welcome to everyone listening. Who is involved? Absolutely. Um, you and me. Absolutely. Maverick and Goose, uh, pilot navigator. Um, you know, cutting through the uh, the thin sky of cinema, basically. Everything all right, your end. Totally fine, absolutely tickety boo. Getting ready for some podcast <laughs> uh, wrestling, it's so basically. Crap. <laughs> I know, basically getting ready for. I was going to say tongue wrestling then for a second, but that's got another um, connection to it, isn't it? So I always go Freudian for some reason, which is how are you, dark. David? Yep, completely ready for some podcast. Deflecting everything you're asking me. I know. Yes, it is. Like God. You know, if you want a parasocial relationship with listeners, you've got to be open and authentic. You can't be a podcast, chat yeah. GPT kind of robot. You've got to, you know, be real. How do I feel? I'm feeling um, a, a bit of pep because I've just had my um, popcorn-flavoured coffee, believe it or not. You what? I've, I've got, I guess, some um, coffee sachets from Aldi, and uh, each one has a really exciting flavour to it. Uh, well, yeah. you have... It's like a variety, what like um like the the pops or whatever. Yes, it is a variety cereal. Pack? Yeah, it's like variety cereal, like uh, cocoa pops, uh, the one with the tiger, Frosties, um, like that. So today I had popcorn, uh, which is quite film themed. Popcorn coffee. Wow. Popcorn coffee is really quite nice. It's got a real popcorn kick to it. And um, what else? Uh, another one was cookie dough. And they're not an anti-climax. They're very cheap, but not an anti-climax. One is um, Irish Baileys. I don't know how they got the brand for that, but they did. Um, their peppermint one is always a bit of a letdown, so I always have that at the beginning, get that done and du- dusted. And double chocolate, 
that's got a real aero smooch to it type of thing so um basically very very sugary this whole pack is very very sugary if children got into coffee that's what they would be having basically <laughs> which is you ideal just, for me why don't you just have choggy bars instead i know basically just have a normal coffee with a lion bar and it'd probably be oh, exactly i'd love it if you instead of coffee in the morning you just had a big old lion bar God, just sat there sort of chewing away on the caramel type of thing. I tell you what, the, the older I get, the more I just can't su- survive the sugar rushes. It's like a, it is like a romance, and then you're dumped afterwards. The sugar low is horrific. I reckon if I had a lion bar this morning, um, I would be quite lethargic 15 minutes afterwards, and I'm quite grumpy. Do you know what I mean? It's a real Jacqueline Hyde element. If I, if I gave you £1.50, and it's your last ever £1.50, to buy a chocolate bar, which one would you buy? I think I would get... Oh, that's a very good question. Thank you. Um, does it have to be a chocolate bar? Can it be anything else yeah. sweet? It's got to definitely be a chocolate bar. I would think about um, Cadbury's Fruit and Nut, and I'd put it in the fridge so it's really, really hard. There'd be a possibility there. Uh, what else, though? There's got to be other things. Oh, I'd, I know what I'd do. I'd, I'd get a whole basket of um, Cadbury's cream eggs. I like those. Would you? Oh, yeah, I like the idea of biting off the top and then using my tongue to sort of turn my tongue into a spoon and um, take the yolk out, or the sugary yolk. It's not real yolk, obviously. It doesn't come from a real hen. Um, yes, I do. I do enjoy that greatly. Do you uh, ever buy cream eggs for the cinema? No, but now we've spoken about it, I'm quite tempted. The only thing is, it'd probably melt. I like my um, chocolate in the fridge, so you can really get into it, unless it's a Snicker or a Mars bar, because then it just turns into a brick, and you can't really sort of um, do battle with it, really, or win every time type of thing. But what else is there that I'd really... But you recommend these coffee... Uh, oh, coffee corn, coffee dough. Absolutely, they're absolutely just... Incredible. What's it called? What's what's the actual um, Aldi's coffee? Well, I can Aldi get them. Coffee I can't popcorn. Yeah, try that. Um, Aldi coffee popcorn. New uh, flavors. Yes, it is new flavors. Fine. Yeah, fine. Caramel popcorn. Yes, is that it? That that's the one. And there's okay. there's twenty different flavors. There's loads of different ones. There's double chocolate caramel popcorn, cookie dough, cinder toffee. Oh, cinder toffee is just incredible. And you really do taste it as well. It's got me out of many of a dark, depressive morning when I have like a, you know, a Joan Collins coffee smooch with a, you know, nice little cookie dough. Irish cream. Oh, God. I'll tell you another one that's in Aldi that's absolutely amazing. They have brought out biscuit tea. It's a genius idea because people like having biscuits and tea. So why not just put the biscuits in the tea bag? And when I first heard it, I thought, well, this is just insane. But it's actually really nice. And there's one tea bag called... I love that you find this on the shelves and you go for it. Oh, God, yeah. I always I always wrestle. I think this is always so Can money. I see what your face is like when you're walking down the aisle and you and you notice a new product from Aldi, that, like a sugary product? What do you do? I have a real wrestle with it. It grabs my attention, stimulates me. Oh, you I, put it back, Oh, do yeah. You? I don't what like guilt? It. guilt. And also, I don't like being a slave to marketing. But unfortunately, I am. Do you know what I mean? I'm very much a slave to it. But I try and wrestle with it. And then many a time, I've annoyed um, 
um, you know, I was going to say a housewife, but it could be a businessman. Everyone goes to Audi, whereby I'm in the middle of a housewife, a housewife, you know, queuing behind me because I'm at the tech checkout um, tills at Audi. And um, oh, this is a film podcast. I've completely <laughs> forgotten that I'm on a podcast. This might as well be a Zoom conversation. I've got a. I feel it. I thought we. You know, if you. I know. I was insane. <laughs> Honestly, I don't mean in a critical manner, but I kind of was in a different reality. I, I just forgot. Oh, I was doing a podcast. Yeah, clearly. Honestly, I've got more passion for sweeties. I just film. forgot I was even doing a podcast. It's just like flipping it. You're in the middle of doing something. Yeah, basically, just a very short <laughs> thing. No, no, not a very short thing. <laughs> I, I, I'd be in the middle of a massive queue. I'd be using yeah. the autopilot checkout thing where you do it yourself. And yeah. um, I've left halfway through because I want to go and get that thing that I wasn't going to get because the marketing is so intense because I know I'll drive out and get really uptight about it. I'm terrible yeah. with marketing. But the Jaffa Cake tea bags Aldi's are fantastic. Jaffa cake tea bag Aldi. Yes. And also there's... I'm just looking at these. Yorkshire tea, biscuit. Tastes like tea and biscuit. Yes, that's exactly... I didn't know it was Yorkshire tea that made them. Oh, what about this? Yorkshire tea toast and jam. Wow! Have not seen that. I'll be buying that. <laughs> the, also, they're just normal biscuits. They're really nice. And caramel biscuits. But I haven't seen G, uh, jam ones. Gene, Gene T. Anyway, let's refocus on what we're on. Um... So today's deep dive is a movie I watched in the early nineties. I remember it being a thrill ride. Made me feel very uncomfortable, I think, but um, I enjoyed the the, uncom- the uncomfort, discomfort. And then I watched it. I think I watched it three times, or at least another time, just to get that sort of unco- discomfort again. I really enjoyed it. The film's called Damage. Over to you, David. Yeah, I think I think one thing to say is like, if if you're listening to this podcast and you're like me and you weren't aware of the film, you know, don't immediately turn off on it because it is an interesting one because I wasn't really aware of this movie. And when you first mentioned it, I was just like, what's damage? Because obviously you're choosing the ones, the deep dives. And um, it was a case of, I was just like, well, like you said, my face was like, oh, I've got homework now. Do you know what I mean? Because we just watched... Did it feel like homework? The first 15 minutes, yes. I was like, well, this is just a film that he like. Oh, this is me being a bit toxic and negative. But I was a bit like, you know, God, I'm... What did you just say? I know, it was a bit, that was a bit off, isn't it? This is just a film he likes and he wants to talk about. I know that's a bit off, isn't it? That, sorry, that's a bit too much. That's me being a bit... Um, I've gone the complete... I've gone too authentic... But um, I don't mean that wow. nastily. Were, but, you, were you sitting there pissed off with me? Oh, I wouldn't say like, I was personality assassinating you in my mind or anything, but I was a bit like... This is just a film that he likes. Oh, yeah, I don't... even say he. I sort of turn into an angry farmer when I'm irritated. I don't know. Oh, but, this is just a film that he likes. Fucking hell. Yeah, I go into sort of almost urban kid talk in my head if if things go a bit attack the block if things aren't kind of going my thank way. You, thank you, everyone uh, watching. Uh, Becky Mears, bit cheeky. David Pennell or panel. David! Jeff Dow, too authentic. Edwards caught in the act, says Dogs and Greggles. Yeah, it's true. I did try and stop myself halfway through. I did sort of police myself then. Well, it is a film that he likes, that I like, but I thought you might keen like it. 
Apologies. It's got to be said. All I can say is... <laughs> Just because you wanted to watch Octopussy. <laughs> I know, I know. God, what a disaster. I mean, uh, you know, any human brain is not just one voice. It's, it's like Are inside you like out. Kenneth Williams? When you die, we're going to go through your diaries and you're absolutely slagging me off. Not, your diary, not you, everyone. Everyone. <laughs> absolutely everyone, definitely. I'm okay. way too much of a smiling yes man and I go home to my sort of dark dwelling cave and sort of, you know, tut and shake my head. Right. Okay. So... Back to you, the film that you didn't want to watch and you resent, you were resenting me for, for at least 15 a half minutes, a day. 15 minutes. Honest to God, I don't want that. It wasn't that bad. Do you know what I mean? To the extent that I wasn't in any way being negative to that degree. So please don't come away having a bad egg with taste in your mouth, which once again sounds Freudian. And I don't mean that in a bad way sort of thing. But um, just a film that he likes. Oh, God, I've really done damage there. I've burnt some big, big bridges. <laughs> David's True Colours coming out, says Matt. Shame, real shame. God, it really is, isn't it? I'm sort of exposing myself here. First 15 minutes, um, Juliet Benoche, the, the love interest. Well, first of all, this what is... What were you thinking the first 15 minutes when you thought this is just a film that he likes? What, why uh, were you feeling like that? Well, should we also say what the plot and narrative of people who don't really know what it's about is... It's like an affair movie, isn't it? We did Fatal Attraction last week. And um, basically, Married Man has an, you know, similar to Fatal Attraction, becomes uh, hooked into this kind of um, sort of marital affair, basically. With his son's son's girlfriend. Son's girlfriend. And they're very upper middle class, which is important. He's a doctor who's now a minister, a politician. And... um, Miranda Richardson plays his wife, similar to Fatal Attraction, in the sense of the wife's very nice, no problems there in the home, lives in a very nice home. You know, it's not, uh, there's nothing squalid about his existence, he's very upper middle class. His son's doing very well, he's just been given a promotion as an editor to a large um, newspaper in Britain, Broadsheet, um, but he's hooked by this um, femme fatale figure who should be... Um, having a relationship with the um, with the son type of thing. But sorry, to say, to answer your question, uh, and I wasn't aware of this film at all, and people listening to this, this might also be the case, but um, the first 15 minutes, Juliet Binoche was too icy. I was like, is she autistic? This is just going to be too much art cinema. This is just going to be too experimental. And um, he falls for her too quickly. You know, there's no questioning this is my son's girlfriend. And also I found the sex scenes quite uncomfortable. Um, they were, I wouldn't say they start fighting and wrestling, but there was lots of one shots where you weren't cutting away. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm loving this. Um. <laughs> Should we just review porn? <laughs> oh, why not? Bend over or whatever it's called. Do you know what I mean? Go through the eras. Who's the Spielberg of pornography? I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested. Right. That first 15 minutes, what made you go, this is just a film that he likes? <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't like, no, I wasn't was like, it about it, I though? didn't think like this is a grubby chap who just likes watching, you know, um, people having sex in hotel rooms. I didn't think that. I, I, I was thinking um, this is potentially very pretentious. When did it, uh, did it ever hook you in? After the first 15 minutes slowly a bit like jeremy irons and juliette binoche 
um, to, oh, very hooked in by the end of it. Fully oh, signed up. Were you damaged fan? Definitely. Were you? Oh God, yes. Hundred percent. Really got into it. I think the thing is with this subgenre, and you mentioned affair movies, and I was just like um, a few weeks back. Once again, this isn't being negative towards your good no, self. Just, this is just a subgenre that he likes. I thought it was like this is a subgenre just made up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it is very true, and it's just similar to Fatal Attraction. It's just got a really good central concept, which is these men on face value have got everything you want: really nice house, very civilized, pleasant wife you know um kids that are doing well type of thing although he's got a problem relationship with his son but you know everything's it's pretty much what your average joe aspires to but then these animalistic subconscious desires appear and they're willing to gamble everything for that and there's a dark part of you that can relate to it on paper it looks nuts but if you've been in your human brain long enough you know that you will gamble things for these kind of short-term pleasures and it's a very human tale that is very relatable and the more he becomes obsessed with juliette binoche it's kind of like um uh yeah it's just very very compelling that he's got everything perfect he's a minister in london lovely mother uh, you know, lovely mother, lovely wife. That's another Freudian slip up. Um, but you know, he's, he's come across this lady and he's just, um, he's planning to give up everything for her. Do you know mm. what I mean? And also the other thing is his son's, um, girlfriend later on, um, fiance. And, um, the other thing is the pace is very strong. Every scene. Is it? Yeah. Does it really hold up this? Cause I was Absolute, worried it might, yep. if it's 30 years old, it might not hold up, but no problems there whatsoever. It's got that domino effect where every scene moves the plot train forward and it adds to tension. Move the plot train forward. Choo, choo. Move the plot train forward. Choo, choo, choo. Move the plot train forward. Yes, please, choo. Move the plot train forward. Tickets, please. Choo, choo, yeah. But it definitely does that, and incredibly um, tense moments. Jeremy Irons is uh, also Jeremy Irons is quite fetching in this. You know, I can see why. Oh, I looked up how old he was. How old was he? <laughs> when I watched that, I was like seventeen, eighteen, thinking he's fucking forty-two. Wow. Do you know, there was talk of him being James Bond. I don't think he auditioned for it, but he was on a list that um, the, the Broccoli's had. And you can see why. Do you know what I mean? He's quite fetching, isn't it? It goes without saying. Um, but uh, what other things? Yeah, it, it, I was very, very impressed by it. I'm trying Thank to you. Of, I was very... I'm trying to think of some other... I think the other thing that's really important is that as it develops more and more, it's not just an obvious affair movie. It's also um, a film about fathers and sons and how fathers and sons have these kind of deep-seated, quite negative, toxic feelings towards each other. There's an element of, like, male competition that's kind of always simmering in the background. The other thing is... He's having an affair with his son's girlfriend or fiance? 
girlfriend and then it becomes fiance later oh on because so that's what i mean by the plot constantly develops and they have lots of family meetings and, and meals whereby we the audience know that he's having an affair but no one yeah, else does beautiful beautiful pump it into my nuts absolutely two uh two <laughs> honestly, surgical na- uh, could, needles into honestly, both testicles yeah give definitely. me a dinner scene with shit going on in the background 100 and she announces he announces um he's going to marry her and jeremy irons is like what you know, it doesn't say what like that, but it's like, what on earth, you know? Um, because the other thing is you start learning more about Juliet Binoche um, as it goes on that she had this bizarre relationship with her brother who was very um, possessive of her. And that's why she doesn't want to be with one man, um, which is bizarre with the brother. That's got bizarre inclinations to it. But then she decides to finally marry someone and it's his son. So you've got that. So that's a massive rug pull for Jeremy Irons. And then he tries to have a conversation with her that night quietly on a stairwell. And Jeremy Irons' daughter catches them. So every scene pushes it, pushes it. The other thing I only really... Move the plot train forward. Choo, choo, choo. Move the plot train forward. Yeah. You've just got to do that. You've got to go to, like, you know, yeah. Act 1, Act 2, Central Station. But, um, yeah, it was it was very, very, um, very impressive. The, the other thing is I suddenly realised only this morning, I didn't realise it when I was doing my original notes, that David Hare, the well-known playwright, wrote the screenplay, and that makes a lot of sense, massively. For some reason, that didn't come up on my radar. Apparently, Netflix are turning it into a TV series. Oh, well, someone, maybe someone put it on my Patreon and said... It's way better than the series, so maybe it's oh, out. Maybe it's out. It's been made. Oh, that's interesting. Wikipedia needs to sort that out. Maybe I'll add to it. Oh, well, I don't know if I got that right, but... Um, it's definitely um, Netflix did buy the rights, 100%. Oh, I might have to watch it again. Also, a big, big factor is the whole upper-middle-class element. How... Um, there's that element of um there's a certain expectation with life yes i've got the car the job but i don't feel alive you know uh, i want that same oomph that i had as a childhood boring yeah there's no um appreciating what you've got type of thing do you know one thing that interested me the person who got nominated for the most awards out of the whole thing was miranda richardson the wife ah. Really? And it's interesting because she has a massive meltdown at the end, but it only lasts three minutes. The rest of the film, she does a very good job, but I wouldn't say she's a central character. And right. um, they went nuts for a nomination while she got an Oscar nomination for it. Did she? Yeah, I mean, Did don't get really? me wrong, it's a good, she does the job well, but a lot of it, she's in the dark. She doesn't know what's going on. She's just being the dutiful wife. She has a massive meltdown at the end, which is very good. But I didn't think that was enough screen time to get a nomination. She won a BAFTA, got nominated for an Oscar. Right. It made. Th- you were uncomfortable with the sex scenes. Yes, they weren't. Um, fatal Attraction sex scenes were just like this is crazy. You know, it's like Michael Douglas on a sink and um, Glenn Close almost. Uh, I don't know, acting like a, a trapped seagull, sort of just wriggling around type of thing. But with, um, I think the, the thing with. Um, damage it was very real generally it's almost like you were seeing real sex type of thing and it's always just real like, sex absolutely capital of an apostrophe at the end and that's disgusting absolutely do you know what i mean i felt like i was some kind of um is there a lot of sex in this movie a lot of sex is there oh yeah and i mean all- i do it does when i think of the film i do think of sex 
absolutely. I, I didn't mean, know if that was like one scene. That's or... what gets them into trouble for crying. Out. There's one bit after um, a sex scene where um, uh, he says to her, "Right, we are going to have to leave my wife now." Type of thing. And she goes, "What about your son?" And um, there's some really good scenes where she's very much sort of like um, he wants to like run off with her, and she says, "What about your wife?" Oh. I, Clearly, I thought I loved her, but I didn't since I've seen you. What about your son, who I'm seeing? He'll get over it, like he got over his sports car being crashed. He's incredibly selfish all the way through. But she says that, you know, you don't want me as a wife. You want me as, like, um, your sex slave type of thing. And it's almost as though that's act one. That's really clever with films, where they give you what you think should be act three and act one. Yeah. And then you're like, where do we go with this? But the sex scenes, a lot of it's done in one shot. And I imagine that being um, very uncomfortable for the actors, but they get involved. I was thinking that when I was reading about uh, Jeremy Irons. It's like, he decided to take that part and thought, yeah, I'll take my clothes off and pretend to screw someone. It's, it's not like um, Fatal Attraction where you, that's very fragmented, you just cut to them. And it's just, it's Hollywood sex, isn't it? It's, it's lit like a Diet Coke ad, uh, Fatal Attraction, because, I mean, Adrian Lynn did loads of um, commercials in the 80s. And it's then just, you know, going nuts like two elephants in a blue planet kind of like episode. Do you know what I mean? But this is just very... Do elephants have sex? Um, yes, I've, I've seen them. On uh, with a David Attenborough voiceover. Do elephants have sex? I've never thought about. Well, they've got a very big, um, strong. The female's got an extra strong backbone to take on the um, the weight oh, of the actual I hated elephant. You saying that sentence. That's the that, female's got an extra strong backbone. That's easy. Say it one more time. The female has an extra strong backbone. Imagine Dave Asper saying that in that silk, almost regular voice. He's You've got to try every now and then. Hang on, I just want to read about elephants. Elephants copulate many times over a few days. The bull stays with the cow for several days after breeding, and mainly to ensure that no other bulls mate with her. If the cow becomes pregnant, she'll give birth approximately two years later. elephant trotters i don't know what they are that just looks like that's an elephant having sex from behind that's just two elephants i mean i thought they'd be doing i thought they'd have a different sort of that's just there's no um there's no that's that's just two elephants that's what you would imagine Move the blood train, train forward. forward. Dear God, <laughs> this is going to need a lot of editing, isn't it? It really is. It's going to have no editing. Oh, my Lord, goodness me. Um, 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 um. So, I'm trying to think, What is there anything else you want to say about the movie? Um, definitely, um, to, uh, sorry, what point? 31 million it made. 31 uh, million? Yeah, which is okay. I think it just that about made a, a profit. Yeah, so I think it would have been is about... Is it a British movie? Um... 
It's got French. A, uh, it was co-financed with Europe and Britain. Yeah, it's a French director, and yeah. um, who's known for this kind of. He well, he similar? did um, Dinner with Andre, which is an interesting film, which is a film whereby it's just two guys, old friends, having a chat over a dinner table in a restaurant. And it's a very philosophical movie. If you enjoy philosophical chit-chat interaction, like, for instance, you enjoy philosophical podcasts, um, Dinner with Andre, I may have got the title wrong, so let's check that, is in actual fact very enjoyable. Okay. You know, it's very niche... But uh, once again, very, very good. If you're that type of person who likes that, like Richard Linklater films, have got that philosophical kind of like, you know, waking life, stuff like that. It's definitely um, uh, for the right audience, certainly one to check out. But yeah, the director is a French chap called uh, Louis Lenaire. Uh, Louis Melaire, sorry, Louis Melaire. Um, and um, so... Um, co-financing there I would imagine I couldn't find the actual budget but I'm imagining it was maybe like four or five million nothing massive and um, so they would have made uh, a profit from it which would have been um, quite amazing what, sorry what 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 was the point in the movie that uh, sort of hooked you in what was that moment I reckon it was when um, he just can't focus at work anymore and he starts doing doodles during like a press conference and uh, you look at the doodles and he's clearly not in the room at all and he was very professional before meeting this woman and the doodles are like a, um, uh, what's that word where you look at ink blots and... um, you see different things within the ink blocks, uh, ink blots type of thing. Um, a Shaganorf test or whatever it's called. What's it called? And it's Shaganorf. I've not heard Shaganorf test. It's not Shaganorf test. I mean, that's completely insane. Me calling that, but it's when a therapist, um, Shaganorf test. It's not a Shaganorf test at all. Therapist ink blots. Um, Shaganorf. Uh, Shagan- Rorschach test the Rorschach test and he's doing doodles and but then the camera moves very cleverly and the doodles um become um these kind of like a, well vagina uh, elements and he's probably, vagina yeah vagina i know that word absolutely rolls off the tongue and um it's very much a case of um Yes, it's a case of, you know, it's bleeding out of his subconscious, all this sexual desire. And, and that's it, when it hooked you in. Yeah, you know, it had an interesting character study element to it. And also you could see that he was potentially ruining his life massively. That's the thing, isn't it? It's it's everything, everything that he's about to lose. Oh, it's always... Everything that he's going to throw away. Hanging in the background. And also you get to know more about Juliet Binoche's background and why she's got this steely element about her which is um, interesting. Oh, God, the other thing that's very clever was um, the the son is promoted from a journalist to an editor, and he says to his dad, you know, uh, jokingly, you know, I will be looking after politics, you know, I might have to write about you. And they sort of laugh about it, and you think, God, if he finds out, you know, my dad's having an affair with my um, girlfriend, he could ruin him in the newspaper. So, I mean, that's another hanging. It's not actually explored in great detail in the plot, but it's definitely hanging in the background. 
I think the thing is, it just gains momentum. Every scene builds the, the plot, plot train forwards. Move the plot, the train, plot train forwards. Um, I'm really pleased. I mean, I don't know if you're doing this, David, just to keep me happy. No, God, um, no. I would say, also, at the end of the film, it feels like a Twilight Zone episode. It gets almost quite surreal. So I won't say anything. Is it? Is it set in Paris, the end of the film, from um, my memory? No. Oh, yeah. He goes off to a European town. Yeah. I mean, how much of a spoiler okay. do we want for the ending? Well, people saying there should be spoilers, but I... You know, some people haven't seen it, so I think you should be mindful of people that haven't. The ending is completely bonkers. I mean, you know, it's just like, I think anyone would be into it. I just, I don't think, I think it starts off like a piece of art cinema. Oh my Lord. Hang on a minute. I can't remember the ending. I was about to call you mate then. You know, I always go off the rails a bit. Do you know what I mean? But I stopped myself from saying they're going to like. Become an artist or something. I thought you'd become well, should we say that if you don't want the spoiler, stop listening for a second? Yes. Okay. If you don't want the spoiler, I don't want to ruin it for people, and they might be. Um, what are they saying on YouTube? Well, I think a lot of people say, "I'll just say it," but I just think about the people that. Okay, turn off now. Um, yeah, basically, it's a case whereby um, Jeremy Irons goes to his son, and he goes, "Oh, it says that that ending best keep it under wraps." Yeah, well, the ending is completely nuts. Yeah, I think anyone would be taken by Fuck, the ending. I've got to watch it again. Well, the thing is, if you... Um, do you know one thing that went through my head? is just like, it'd be amazing if there was a technology out there. And unknowingly, you've done it just then. Whereby um, you could erase your memory of your favourite films. And you could just watch them again. Because oh, I saw um, Jurassic Park last night uh, on the big screen. Uh, for the 30th anniversary. And um, I was just sat there thinking, you just can't watch this the first time again. Do you know what I mean? It's I think I could, because I don't know Jurassic Park at all. I'd, I've watched it, but I have no memory. I don't know anything about it. Oh, definitely do it then, because you'll love yeah. you know, watching a game, because it's so much more superior than the other films. So my boys need to be a bit older for it. They do, because um, some of the dinosaur scenes, I was jumping, and I'd, I'd seen it several times. There's a spitter dinosaur in there that spits toxic waste into people's faces, and, and that really is intense. It's like a sort of friendly gremlin creature. And then suddenly, I was thinking, how did I watch this as a kid? Suddenly, this extra kind of... Um, these extra colourful flaps appear behind its neck. It starts screeching and spitting um, toxic waste into people's eyes. And then it begins to Jeremy eat Jeremy Irons does. Um, he doesn't? No. Sorry, I've gone on to Jurassic Park. Completely different film, which isn't about affairs. Imagine if he did. God, that'd be a hell of a twist. But I mean, I tell you, um, the end of the film, it feels like a Twilight Zone episode. It really does. I've got to watch it again. It felt like a Greek tragedy, the end of the film. You could tell that a man who's primarily a playwright, David Hare, wrote it. It's got a real sort of National Theatre London vibe to it. It's definitely got a Greek tragedy aspect. These are fair films, like Fatal Attraction and Damage, and An Indecent Proposal, another one of that style. They've got that Greek Wonderful. tragedy element whereby, you know, it's all about self-sabotage, isn't it? You know what I mean? You've got everything... But you never kind of... And also, a lot of these films are people in a sort of upper-middle-class, quite well-to-do situation, isn't it? And I think that's why The Crown did really well on Netflix, in the sense that we love to look at these people that seem to have everything, but they don't. There's nope. something... Yeah, there's a nice car... The grass is always greener. Yes, David. absolutely. 
So it's, it's a famous phrase. It, it apps and it's just it's just not. You know, I mean, you, you finally find no. yourself in that garden and then you look around and you think, oh, God, where's the lawnmower? I'm going to have to cut that bloody grass now. Well, it might be greener, but to your left-hand side, there'll be a molehill. Oh, uh, totally. And it'll just be in your periphery vision. And then there's an even greener uh, lawn on the other side of that fence. Yeah. It's not even but, green. It's just sort of like, what's higher than green? I don't know. But it's a different colour. A luminous blue. green. Blue. Yeah, blue gra- grass. Completely different colour. Outside the box. Oh, it's AstroTurf. You don't even have to cut it. It'd be AstroTurf, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, David, if uh, we've come to the point in this episode where I love to ask the people watching live on YouTube, if you can guess how many chalk ices out of five David's going to give this. Um, so it's over to you. So we'll just fill this space, David, while they, uh, all the patrons put... Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, any other facts? There's, the, the film kind of went under the radar, so it, you know, there's no. It, it was very much a festival movie when it came out. It did okay at the box office. I don't know how I saw it. I think I was just. I just went through a period of really enjoying sex films. What other ones have you seen then that you thought were quite? Um, they've got that no, fair Greek tragedy um, element mm. to them because they are. Oh well. I honestly, if anyone knows of any others like this, give them to me now. Absolutely. Maybe that's what a podcast should be, just films about affairs. Could you imagine that? Okay, everyone's putting their... So it's got to be Greek tragedy affair oh, films. Dr. Greg says, this smells like an Earl appeasing. And then he gives his... Please don't, please. If you didn't really enjoy it, David, this is the whole oh, point. For goodness sake, honest to God. <laughs> if you watch the film... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think this is the thing with it. This is the very clever element of the film. It's got art cinema sensibilities in the style of the sex scenes, um, the style of the performances, the style of the dialogue. But baked within it is like a Hollywood structure. Um, The Banshees of Arishaman, yeah. Of where? Arishaman? I can't can't remember. What's it called? Can you just tell us so people know what it's called? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's a good example where it's got an art cinema feel to it, very character-focused, you know, um, period drama, but baked into it, it's got ticking time bombs. You know, it's, it's it's a very skillful merge between multiplex blockbuster tropes that are hidden with an art cinema feel. And I'm happy to say the first 15 minutes, I was like, this is, uh, I ain't impressed. Someone's wasting my time. And I, I took a bullet for that, didn't I? So I'm certainly not appeasing anyone. And, um, you know, it is, it's got a gr- the ending is bonkers. It's really intense. And it feels like a Twilight Zone episode at the end. All right, David. Well, now's your chance to tell us how many chalk ices out of five you're going to give damage. Jeremy Irons and Juliet Binoche movie damage. It's over to you. How many chalk ices out of five? Are you going to give damage? I will give that five damage, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. I'm not appeasing anyone at all. The the, the biggest thing for me... Yes! 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 Is, I mean, did half the, half the reason you're giving it a five because it moved the plug train forward? forward. I, I mean, would that's say be hot. that yeah. is definitely um, part of it. But also in this um, 
in this era of YouTube and Netflix, why I rarely watch anything to the end. And as you always say to me, how many sittings? I watched it in one go. And these days, yeah. that is just um, I very remember it me. being an absolute fucking thrill ride. Well, if you don't remember the ending... No, I, I don't, think um, I'm quite jealous of that. And it means you can watch it again, like your memory's been erased. Wow. Dr. Gregor says appeased and beyond. I don't like how people aren't uh, trusting you, David. I think people... I'm sure, you I'm sure I've been I think you'd, you'd definitely go, not for me. Well, you'd say, not for me. If I was going to appease it, because I, I am a yes man and a, and, a, and a man pleaser and a woman pleaser and an animal pleaser. <laughs> um, that's not Freudian, once again. But it's a case of... Um, it's I, just I, a man pleasing. It's just a man pleasing the human race. But it's <laughs> yeah. a case of... Um, I know what my strategy would be, which would be that I would be... Um, I would go for like a 3.5 type of thing because there was well, some great moments. Put 3.5s in this. Yeah, no, They've, not yeah. at all. I'd be like, oh, there's some great moments. I like this and that. Although I wasn't too into that, but that was good. DDD PPP said, hated the first 15 minutes, five. Hated the f- 15 minutes, five. Yeah, that, that's simple as that. Do you know what I mean? But that's fine, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah, because the film's two hours long. So you've got an hour and 45 minutes of kind of light, you know? Yeah. Of, um, you went in there with preconceptions, with uh, assumptions. Like I do everything with chocolate bars. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. And you wanted to throw your toys out of the pram. Oh, I don't want to watch this. This is something he would like. And then suddenly the doodles came out. Absolutely. The doodles came out. out. And there you go. There's a movie poster. There's a marketing. That's everything. Yeah. I'm really glad you liked it. I mean, I would have been surprised if I'd remembered it. So I've I've been introduced to an interesting subgenre because I mean I really enjoy Fatal Attraction as well. Do you know what I mean? I never you remember having negative reactions to it when I first saw it, but yeah, it's just so. I think it's a good one for middle-aged men, isn't it? You know, you've been around for four decades. You're a bit cut. You've been in your brain for a while, and you know how your brain can trip you up. You know, you sh- you know our lives aren't that exciting. It's more a and case women of, and women. And animals. Women do it as well. All social groups trip themselves up. Women do it loads. Absolutely. And just the same as men do. You know, no extra. It takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. Absolutely. You know, we're not Michael Jackson just doing a moonwalk on our own. We've got to, you know, I don't want to go with that. But, you know, it's all about uh, ballroom dancing in life. But it's a case of, um, yeah, that element whereby uh, you just sabotage everything. I've got a question for you, David, from Andy Drew. If the first 15 minutes is a one out of five, how can the whole be a five? A one out of five? The whole. It's a great little maths puzzle. Oh, no, it's, it's very, very good. Um, yeah, it's a case of... Um, I think it, I think when you look at the duration, it was it's a, it's a good two hours. The 15 minutes was a case of... Um, uh, yeah, I guess mathematically... Yeah, you'd make it a four type of thing if you're like, um, if you cut it into five pieces. Yeah, but once you've seen it as a whole. Yes, the ending then is a lot, you, lot better. Then you make your decision. Absolutely. And 15 minutes isn't, isn't that long. Do you know what I mean? You've got to remember you've got your opening credits. That's a, that's a minute. So it's probably 14 minutes there. You've got establishing shots of their home, things in that vein. So it's probably only 10 minutes of character interaction. Yeah, Mike Rolls, the rest of the films are six. So you do it. Oh, absolutely. Well done. You've got some mathematicians in the house. Thank God you saved me there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I might watch that. I might watch it. 
with uh, you said you're going to watch fatal attraction again did you get around to that or i don't i don't watch anything david God, I know what you mean. Well, I don't know what you mean. I went to see Jurassic Park last night for crying out loud. That means I've watched everything. Um, did anyone yeah. say anything on the um, YouTube feed about affair films? Oh, yeah. If anyone knows of any affair films, good ones as well, proper good ones, please put, them down, put it down in the uh, comment box. But also, if, if anyone has seen Damage, what were your thoughts and you know definitely 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 check it out i think you know i started watching indecent proposal again getting quite into this subgenre and indecent proposal is problematic because um everyone knows what everyone's doing it's like woody harrelson knows an affair is taking place and it's about him getting jealous yeah Do you know what i mean it's, it's not wonderful that, it's not that. oh i remember it being wonderful but maybe not did, did you did you really enjoy it? Because I started watching. Well, I, I, remember, I just on. remember it being a bit spiky. Yeah, I have to I have to carry on watching it then because I think it's Adrian Lynn again, the guy who did Fatal Attraction. It just brings up that that question, doesn't it? Would you would you like who would you like to spend the night with? Oh, no one. No, who would you like to spend the night with? No one. Oh, really? Why are you saying it like that? Yeah, it, I suppose also it's something you could pitch very successfully in a marketing room in Hollywood, couldn't you? If someone was going to give you a million pounds, would you let them sleep with your wife? John Bone saw damage about 10 years ago. For me, it was meh at best. That's shocking. I'm, I'm quite is, taking It's that shocking for me. Basically, John Bone has loads of affairs. That says loads about John Bone. Uh, felt uncomfortable all the way through damage, but couldn't look away. Do you know what? It's not as, um, I think the way John it's... Bone has affairs. S- simple as that and I think his name's got a fair <laughs> baked into it really isn't it it's got to be said but I mean I don't want to in any way be negative to any of the Patreons because it's hasn't incredibly got hasn't got to be said uh, Dr. Gregor saw damage a long time ago don't recall finding it better than decent indecent but I'm far more mature these days hashtag willies I was mature at 18 I would um I think your average person would be into it. I think, I think, oh, don't, go on. No, you go on, please. Oh, Alistair Satchel, who I trust, Alistair, a uh, very solid uh, man, pole, pole of the community, holds up the uh, Patreon tent. Uh, does that make sense? Breath is an affair movie, but I hated it. Guy Pierce falls for the au pair. Stew- grotty old oh, man. right. Yes, Grotty Old Man. Yes, um, who was it? It's Jessica something, isn't it? It's a well-known actress who was in, um, oh, Cemetery Junction. I think it's, I could be wrong about that. No, 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 but you oh, were in right. Cemetery Junction. You may have met the <laughs> woman who has the affair with Guy Pearce. Right, yeah. Um, I could be wrong about that. Who is in Breath? It's supposed oh, to be has quite... anyone got any? So I hope I haven't missed any. Affair movies are superb. Basic Instinct, yeah, yeah. I, I want to go. Let's Let's go French. Let's go uh, down the French. Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. Oh, David. I haven't seen that. Felicity Jones. No, that's the actor, Felicity Jones, or actress. What are you supposed to say now? Actor, actress, Felicity Jones. Oh, oh, yeah, I'd like an erotic psychological drama, please. Yeah, erotic psychological drama. That's exactly what. Is Nine and a Half Weeks any good with Kim Passenger? I don't know. Might be. I remember being put off by Jeremy Irons' sinewy body. 
yeah, it's not, um, I mean, he's very good looking when he's got his clothes on and it's just his face. But then when he starts taking off his kind of 80s business suit, um, it's quite a pale, they're very real. I keep saying they're very real sex scenes, basically. I'm faithful with Richard Gere. Oh, I've I've seen the DVD cover of that. I do recognise that as a as a film, but I've not watched it, so that's worth checking out. Shame. Oh, I've seen Shame. I've seen Shame. Is that Fassbender? Oh God, he becomes a sex addict, doesn't he? That's interesting. That's with Kerry Mulligan, isn't it? Well, I'm really glad you liked the film, David. Yeah, really really enjoyed it there's some really good lines in there isn't there particularly when he goes to visit his son and um i think he's trying to bring the affair to an end and he says i always thought life was about controlling things but you've just got to um allow life to work around you and fit in and appreciate what you've got type of thing and um yeah david hare is a very skilled playwright it's i can see that he was he was part of the actual i can see him in the script now there's some really strong kind of observations in there massively and as I say, you know, the end of the film, I don't think anyone could walk away from that film not feeling as though they didn't get their uh, £10 worth or whatever you'd say it cost in the sense of um, there's some massive twists. It's got a real Greek tragedy vibe to it, massively. Thank you, David. I hope you have a lovely weekend. Um, thank you, everyone, for turning up live and watching it on YouTube. Um, we'll be back to normal, pretty sure in the next week or two but until then it's a serial salute david it certainly is serial salute at the ready is there questions from the patrons or not oh let's do some questions of the patrons. sorry only, you're right only if you you know yeah, not, you do, know i'm so sorry everybody jesus yeah you're right i guess it kind Christ. of evolved into that naturally in a way didn't it, it we having patreon chat so we kind of started okay it. um questions from patrons um can we look at 90 Colts comedy? Jump back.